Hello and welcome to Coffee and the Cosmos with Sagimba Bay. And I'm your host, Craig Wells. We're just having an awesome, beautiful time today. I want to talk to you about something as we are learning to grow in Christ and why Yahweh, I've been saying, I've been sharing this so much at church and with other people. And I want to share this little bit. I wasn't even going to talk about this, um, but this goes into what I'm talking about <laughs> on repentance. I've mentioned repentance before many times in um, my services. And, you know, when we grow up about repentance, all we hear is negative. You know, you're a dirty, rotten sinner. You need to repent. You need to repent. Uh, you see signs on the road when they go and go against other people. Repent, you sinner, all this stuff. That's not the kind of repentance I'm talking about, though that's a bad shadow of what real repentance is. But repentance, turning back into the high place, turning back into the high place. Turning back into the high place. Well, what's the high place? The high place is where you came out of Yahweh, out of the heavenly realm, through Yahweh himself, sealed by Holy Spirit, and going through the actual vesture, the inners of Yeshua, coming out of Yahweh in the earth, when he birthed you into spirit beings, and then from that, sooner or later, you were sent down here in the earth to go into your mother's womb via the body that was created by your mom and dad. So going back to that acknowledgement and going into the heavens to remember, thank you, Yahweh, what Yahweh had you and what you are before you got here to have an understanding of the creation of who you are. If not, it also means to change your mind and changing your mind can be turning away from. Say there's something you're doing unpleasant or unrighteous that you shouldn't be doing. Yes, turning away from is also part of repentance. But it's not turning away from as to say, Ooh, poor pitiful for me, I'm such a dirty, rotten sinner. Though you may be. We all have been in our lives. Everybody, I don't know anyone that hasn't sinned, right? But it's turning away from, but turning unto. Who I'm turning into first into Yeshua is blood covenant that redeems me and forgives me and restores me from all unrighteousness. And then he presents me to the Father as he's sealing me with his blood covenant and the power of the Holy Spirit and in the light of God. He's presenting me to the Father where I'm turning back into the high place so I can remember who I am. But when you don't remember who you are is when we wind up doing the stuff that we shouldn't be doing or missing the mark in our life because we haven't remembered who we were. We were walking after the soul or after the flesh instead of walking after the spirit. Yes, the spirit of God, but not just the spirit of God as to say the absolute only the spirit of God as if you're not involved. You are. You are actually his son. He, you came out of him, male or female, you came out of him as one of his sons or one of his daughters. So you have the full essence of God inside of you. So you're turning into Yeshua by the conviction of the Holy Spirit, right? The ministry of the Holy Spirit, the comfort of the Holy Spirit, the gathering of the love of the Father by the Holy Spirit, through the blood covenant Yeshua, back into the face of God so you can see what and who you are coming out of the loins of God's compassion his grace, his might, his essence that when you were created. <clears throat> See, that, that, is, that is the beginning of the revelation of the depth of repentance. 
But I want to read something to you because, you know, sometimes in life as we're building a framework, I've been talking a lot lately about building a framework. And part of building that framework is repentance because of the fact that we want to have the character and we want to have the integrity to hold the glory, the weight of the glory that's already on our life that could be dormant waiting to manifest, but it knows it can't fully manifest because the character or the integrity or whatever it is in your spirit man or in your natural man is not high enough or strong enough to hold the weight of that type of glory. So, and this is not a put down. This is a reality check. This isn't like, oh, go look at me, poor, 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 fiddle for me, you know. Oh, I, I can't make it through this trial. Or, you know, hey, I keep going around the mountain with this one. Or, you know, I keep getting upset. I say I'll never get upset. I keep cursing. I say I'll never curse. I keep lusting. I say I'll never lust. I keep cheating. I say I'll never cheat. I keep lying. I say I'll never lie. We, we all go through something in life during the course of life that keeps coming back up, right? And so we are repenting. We're going back into the high place through the blood of Yeshua and have him build the character, build the framework that can house the glory of the Lord that's on our life. But as we are going through, we have to recognize that it's very painful. It's very painful to reach your destiny. I don't care if you're in the world or in God. It's very painful. You'll never hear a champion sit up there and tell you, oh, this was an easy, breezy road. There was nothing to it. I didn't have to beat nobody out for it. I didn't have to accomplish this. I didn't have to do this. I didn't have to do No, no, no. You'll hear nothing. I committed my whole life. I had to work harder. I had to do this. I had to do that. I had to do that. And God knows, right, at that moment, they're not going to mention all the failures they had along the way. But every success has a multitude of failures along the way. It's the not quitting which causes you to be successful. It's the not giving up that causes you to be a winner. It's the seeing the future as if you already won that keeps you focused. So I want to look at Jesus. He came here to bring forth glory to the Father by vindicating all mankind and allowing us through the compassion of Yahweh to be hewed back from the flesh into the spirit. So no longer under the sin law, now under the law of righteousness. No longer under the law of sin and death, but under the righteousness law of life and liberty. So I want to talk to you about Jesus for a moment and what he went through in the Garden of Gethsemane. You ever think you're going through something and you're all alone? How would you like to be Jesus? Now we have a very vague view of Jesus because anytime we say Jesus, we automatically write it off like, well, he's the deity. Of course, he's got the power to do all these things. And there is a portion of reality to that. But he also was a natural man. He also hurt. He also had feelings. I'm sure if he stumped his toe, he felt it. I'm sure if he didn't eat, he was hungry. God had to have him be full God and full man because he was showing what us as a new creature had the full possibility and the full potential to become full God and full man. So it didn't mean that he didn't feel his manhood and he didn't go through things along the way to Gethsemane, along the way to the cross, along the way to resurrection, along the way to ascension, where he finally finished it and he ripped the veil open between us and God and opened the gateway for us to go in and then sealed the rip that was between man and God that we can go in and walk before the Father. All hail King Yeshua, our King our Lord, our God. But let's look at him in the natural frame. Actually, my dad, Pastor Al from the Rock Church, um, brought this up to my attention when we were talking the other day. It was so beautiful. 
It really touched my heart. So I wanted to do a podcast on it. Then Jesus, Yeshua, came with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he told his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And he took Peter. Now, these are his favorite ones. Okay, guys, just in case you think Jesus didn't have favorites. I know he has favorites because I'm one. And you can claim that one, too. And he took Peter and two of the sons of Zebedee with him and began to be grieved and distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. See, he was going to pray. Okay, so he couldn't take them with him, but he wanted them to pray from a little distance. He needed his space. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, now listen, this is Jesus, the son of God. Here he is with a mission to save the whole world. The most important mission, most important mission of all creation was Jesus saving the whole world. This is what he finally tells the father when he gets close. And his man, the son of man, begins to speak. Not the son of God, but he's trying to show us here that he was still son of man. And but the son of man housed the completeness of the son of God and was able to walk into the fullness of the glory. Just like me and you have the potential and the possibility through Christ as joining our souls with Jesus' souls. Our God, Yahweh, inside of us, us inside of our God. Holy Spirit inside of us, us inside of Holy Spirit. My Father, if it's possible. Now listen, he knows why he's here to please the Father. He cannot do no wrong. He's here to save the whole creation, not just up to that point, but forever. If it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet, not as I will, but your will. So it was hurting him enough to know what his agony he was about to go through because he had the revelation to see in the future. You know, he's about to get beat like a dog, a crown of thorns, abused, cursed at, spit upon, slapped, beard plucked out. He would be so whipped that they said he couldn't tell he was a man no more. Hung on a tree by nails and to death, knowing that that could not take his life. They had to stay until it was completed in the heavens. God of mercy. You go off for yourself for that kind of punishment. He said, but yet not my will. And he came to disciples and found them sleeping. Now here he is about to go through the worst day of his life. His best friends are sleeping. You ever been through the worst days of your life and everyone around you is sleeping? They can't even see what's going on or they're too busy with their own lives. Yeah, we all go through that. And he said to Peter, so you men could not keep watch for me for just one hour. I mean, we're just suffering for an hour before the Lord. Keep watching and praying so that you do not come into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, you read further in other versions, or, uh, you know, other gospels, you'll read that he was praying so hard that his sweat became blood. He went, that's how much agony he was in. He went away again a second time and prayed, saying, My father, if this cup cannot pass away unless I drink from it, your will be done. He's saying, listen, you can figure something else out, God. This is rough. My best bud's over there sleeping on me, and I'm about to be tormented. Or maybe you are going through the worst days of your life, and everyone around you looking happy or at rest or on vacation, and you're over here suffering all by yourself. Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. I will walk through this for you. And again, he found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them again and said, and went away and prayed a third time, saying the same thing. 
once more that you could let this pass, God. I would like that. And he prayed and he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand and the Son of Man is being betrayed into your hands and to the hands of sinners. Get up, let's go. Behold, the one who betrays us is near us. Now here he is offering up everything. Not one of his faithful is, sur- <coughs> Excuse me, is surrounding him and covering him while he's crying tears of blood, saying, Father, if there's any way, don't let me pass through this pain. But, <coughs> excuse me, he knew what he had to go through. He knew that he wanted to be obedient to his father and he wanted to reach the destiny of his soul. And he wanted man to be able to become like a Christ man. And that would be the only way that you and I could become like a God Christ man, like a son of God Christ man, male or female, is if Jesus went through this. And I know that some of you are going through some great things, even unto death. Father, let me walk through this cup to your glory. Let me walk through this cup to your glory. Now, I'm not saying come in agreement with death or come in agreement with sickness or come in agreement with lack or come in agreement with anything. He had to die. That was his only answer. But I am saying come in agreement with the fire of Yahweh to raise up your integrity, to raise up your character, to carry the weight of the glory. For once he went to the cross, he was able to have the character and the natural man to carry the glory that he carried in the spirit man. And we must all go to our cross. That doesn't mean literally go get nailed on the cross like he had to, but you will and have to go to your cross of yourself, dying into yourself, dying into Christ. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, not I, but Christ lives inside of me. And the faith that I now live, I live by the faith in the son of God, Yeshua the Christ. See yourself. Yeshua could see himself. He knew salvation was on the other side. He knew victory was on the other side. He knew he'd be the first of many brethren, the Bible says. Think about that. The first Godson man king of many brethren. Now you are Godson man king of many brethren because he went through. You can make it. You can go through. You're a conqueror. You will win. Because our God has conquered. He said, I've conquered even death, so shall you. And Yeshua's holy name. I love you. You are so beautiful. Welcome to the days of going back into the high place. This is Sigma Bay, Samat Gagamo Ayan Bet Yod, Hebrew Living Letters, Open Gateways into the Heavens. I love you. You are so beautiful. I'll see you tomorrow. Shalom.